This is the election podcast. Welcome all of you in Uganda and around the world. I am Kanarim Gume. Today on the show. Now, amid COVID-19, Uganda's electoral body directed that the election campaigns would be held digitally. This proposal has, of course, attracted mixed feelings on its feasibility. But according to research from an Afrobarometer survey, this will leave Ugandans underinformed. Now, I had a chat with Charity IMC, where the executive director, Coalition for Electoral Democracy Uganda, SEDU, she was one of the discussants last week as this data was being released. According to this research, most Ugandans have access to mobile phones, at least 87%, and um, at least 79% have access to radio sets, but only 29% have access to TV sets. We're headed for scientific campaigns. Do you think that the Electoral Commission perhaps could have been wrong? Because there's a certain percentage that is missing out on some of these gadgets like TV sets, radio sets, or even mobile phones. Do you think that the Electoral Commission could have been wrong in deciding to go the scientific way? that they did not base this on data? Mm, uh, very accurate. If we look at the world trends, if we look at the US and we look at the UK, these are people who will not complain about a campaign being restricted to media because their internet penetration levels are very high, their radio and TV penetration levels are very high, and almost everybody has a smartphone. But when you come back home to Uganda, the bulk of the voters, the poorer people, like the Afrobarometer research is saying, they don't have a mobile phone, they have no access to radio, they don't even have access to TV. So that then the big question becomes the equitable access to media platforms is not guaranteed. If government had first guaranteed equitable access to media platforms, then a scientific election was justifiable. Under the circumstances of COVID, I want to applaud the Electoral Commission for one thing. They agreed to small-scale consultative meetings rather than just on the radio and TV. After realizing that the data and the statistics and the issues that affect Uganda's electoral demographics are totally different from international spectrum. And I think that that is applaudable. However, government should also consider what the judges have been saying for a long time, that since the world is becoming technologically apt, we need to make our country more apt in terms of technology. Cable up, put more TV, provide electricity, other than just think these things will fall out of the sky. If we want to go into middle income, then we must demonstrate it as a government. There must be equitable media access for all people. The bulk of the voters is 17.5 million voters for the election of 2021. But the Afrobarometer research says only 1.22 million Ugandans can be able to access information ahead of the election. That means... By, by information, by, by what means? Through TV or radio? Through by, all or mobile phones? All media? Through all media. Media, uh, TV, radio, internet. That means 15.8 voters will not be able to access information. So the bigger chunk of the voter will be closed out of information because of a a scientific campaign. And the campaigns are the heart of the election. The campaign is the reason for which I decide to give you my vote, you canary. That the constitution says that me, I make an informed decision and choose who will represent my ideals based on the information 
that is reaching me. So once you cut off the information, then it's equal to telling me my vote doesn't count. Um, and then we ha there was a slap in the face of the media uh, with a lot of people over 76% saying that they think that the media is biased in political reporting. Is that going to have an implication on how the voter is going to decide knowing that every campaign now is going to go through media? Uh, and that one, I, I don't know how the media is going to react to this one because indeed, if the media is biased, then they seem to sway us to support certain candidates against other candidates, which is not fair because the ground should be leveled for everybody. And the whole thing that we are seeing right now is that the ground is not leveled. Actually, the 2021 elections in court are going to be very interesting after we have voted because the question of leveled ground is going to be a very big question and the media having played a critical role and now Afrobarometer is saying they are biased it already provides statistics that are going to support a court process of a biased process which means we'll have a lot of petitions immediately this election is done and that's that's quite interesting and then what more information uh, do you think was outstanding in this Afrobarometer research the more information that was outstanding in this Afrobarometer research is that only about 21% of Ugandans have TV sets or access TV. And also the fact that only 34% of Ugandans have electricity in their houses. The other people use solar power, which is at 33% countrywide. Now, if you look at 33% and 32% uh, for national grid, those percentages are very small. It means that the bulk of the people still live without electricity. They use a candle or they use a lamp. A person who uses a candle and uses a lamp is already frustrated. The poorer people, they are frustrated, they are disgusted, they don't want to participate in anything, they are tired, they just say, I just want to sleep, I don't want to hear about your political stories, and yet... In a democracy, if you're saying you're growing and you're saying you were supposed to be middle income by 2020, we should have seen that governance is also changing for even the ordinary person. But that is not changing. There is nothing changing there. And the statistics are clear. They are grim. They're telling us if we want to improve our democracy, there are certain things that we have to say. Okay. Now, lastly, now that there is, uh, of course, statistics showing that there is limited information reaching the people. Um, the Electoral Commission the other day during the consult consultative meeting said that small groups of people should be allowed to meet for politicians to go on with. Uh, it wasn't even clear where their um, agreed small campaigns to go on, whether it was consultative meetings for uh, political heads, and this, uh, even for politicians, even for the citizens, did not come out well. What, what's your take on that? And uh, th th this was also in partnership with the police. But there was no number that was set, for example, as the minimum or maximum, and I felt that the Electoral Commission was unfair to the politicians. What, what's your take on that? True. I have had a number of politicians from all political parties actually complaining about the fact that they did not mention any number. But if you notice, if they had put a cap on a number, it was also going to be a problem for them because it is the Minister of Health which has been 
tinkering with the numbers. At some point it is 30, is safe. At another point maybe 50 if there is a big room and uh, social distancing. The people who have pitches for a compound in their homes and they can sit up to a thousand people when they are social distanced. Now if you tell them 10 people, you are restricting them and yet they have the space. Then there are those who have small compounds which can only accommodate a maximum of 10 people. So if you put a cap to the number, there is a limitation for another category of people. So I guess that is where they were coming from, that they have heard the call that people should consult offline. If I have political party agents and I want them to hear about my political mandate, how do I reach out to them? And usually those political party agents are like 30 or 40. That's the minimum number that they usually are. So if electoral commission came out and said, only 15 people are allowed to consult, you notice that they would restrict a person who has a football pitch, like I have already said. So. In my view, what needs to be done is that the police should respect other political parties and people of different political dispensation. And also, the Ministry of Health should come out and clearly tell Ugandans the truth about COVID. Is COVID really so bad? that people cannot engage in electoral processes? Well, Charity, we have 11 deaths as, as, as we speak right now and more infections. Actually, uh, arcades have started registering COVID-19 uh, infections and, and other uh, hotspots like Kampala has been named a hotspot for COVID-19. Maybe that's the information we need to look into and pay attention to, knowing that perhaps the Electoral Commission could be being hazy in giving the real information or the Ministry of Health, but the information is out there for us, for all of us to see and maybe take caution. Canary, seven or eight of those deaths have already been contested by the Ugandan people. The people who were close to the people that died contested. People came out and said, this was my mother. I looked after her until the time of her death. We even buried her without any ministry official following us. And MPs inclusive, including ordinary people, saying these things to us. And the ministry has not come out to clarify and say, it's actually not right. You may not have known that this was a COVID case. They didn't come out. So there's a lot of gap. There's gray area. So an ordinary Ugandan cannot believe what the government is saying. Also, when you look at the cases that you're reading, the number of recovery rates are very high. So we have hope. We, we lie here as ordinary citizens believing that there must be a drug around which can treat us. We've begun to even look around for options within our communities. I'm not saying we should not be careful, but I am saying that the Ministry of Health, who is leading on this COVID uh, issue or on this COVID front, because they're the ones who are helping us to balance between the political rights and the health rights, should come out and honestly tell us that COVID is manageable or unmanageable. COVID will kill thousands or 20,000 if we do the following things. And they should keep emphasizing that message to politicians and non-politicians. The more they keep quiet, the more we will push back because that is how politics is. Elections are about association and they are about electrification. They are about assembly. So we must assemble. If they don't tell us these things, we shall assemble. I should tell you this. Uh, yesterday in the UBC interview, uh, the interview of the president, Maurice Mugisha, he said that um, the election should be like the gospel, that we have never seen Jesus Christ, but then we are able to receive information about him and even believe in him. 
and therefore that's how information about the campaigns should spread. <laughs> What's your take as, as we conclude? Already we have seen that the channels for which the information should reach us are not the same. The people who preached the gospel of Jesus Christ actually did not stay in houses or use radio and TV stations. They walked on foot. That's why we have people of later descent knocking at people's doors to preach that gospel. And that is the same way then if that is what an election is, they should allow people to knock people's doors, meet them, talk to them, tell them about the election. Thank you so much, Charity, for sparing time.